Welcome to the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday podcast from Life Dean. Reflections on the upcoming Catholic Mass readings so you can make the most of your Sunday. Here's your host, the Bible geek, Mark Hart. Welcome back to the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Mark Hart. This week, we're taking a look at the third Sunday in Lent. So how are those Lenten sacrifices going? Not the things you've added on, but the things that you took away. You're really craving that candy bar. You're dying for that cup of coffee. How about a large fry? How does that sound? I don't know what you gave up. I know what I gave up, and it's, well, it's been hard. It's been really hard. And I'm, I'm digging it, but I'm not really digging it, if you know what I mean. But you got to do it. And I think that's the key and also the problem. It's always about what we're doing. Maybe you had this conversation with your Catholic friends, like, hey, what'd you give up for Lent? It's like a nice way to start a Catholic conversation. Other times it's like, hey, it's none of your business. Shut up. Walk away. You know, okay. And that's fine too. Everybody's thing is their thing. Everybody's sacrifice is their sacrifice is between you and God. You don't have to tell anybody if you don't want to. But here's the thing. I tend to fall into this trap of focusing so much on what I'm doing, I forget about everything that God's doing for me. Everything that God did for me on the cross, everything God's doing for me through his church and his sacraments and through my daily life, and everything that God has promised to do for me if I walk with him and I remain in him and abide in him, I focus so much on what I'm doing for the Lord that sometimes I stop and I stop really thinking about or appreciating all that God is doing for me. And that really is the, the, the problem with and the key theme to these readings this week. In this first reading from Exodus, Moses has the people out in the desert, right? And they're, they're thirsty. That makes sense. There's nothing wrong with being thirsty. You're out in a desert. I mean, you know, deserts have a tendency to be a little dry. And all of a sudden, they start complaining and saying, why'd you, bring us, why'd you make us leave Egypt? Okay, at least we had water in Egypt. We're up here freaking dying, man. We're thirsty. What is going on? And Moses is going to respond. God's going to respond to their needs through Moses, and he's going to tap the rock, and the water's going to flow. But the point is, God had already freed them from slavery, God had led them out of bondage. God had, had, had helped them escape the hands of the Pharaoh's army. God takes care of his people. God pays for what he orders. In fact, God's the one that supplies the water now. God does it. God's the one doing the work. They were focused so much on, Moses, why'd you do this and why do we do that? And stop, not even stopping to consider all that God had already done for them. And if you fail to remember, if we stop thinking about all God's done for us, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start to doubt that he's going to do anything for us right now or in the future. And to be clear, we shouldn't love God just for what he does for us. But what he does for us should make it easier for us to trust God, to see God, especially in those times where we're suffering. And to say, okay, he he didn't abandon me before. Why do I think he's going to abandon me now? It's about what God is doing. In the gospel, the Samaritan woman's at the well. What does God do? God draws near to her. Jesus draws near to her. Before he ever asks her to draw water out, he draws near to her. And this is actually this is a really important passage. This is the longest conversation Jesus has with any person in the Gospels. And it's a Samaritan, a non-Jew, and it's a woman. And those things are of note because Jesus was not supposed to be talking to her. He didn't care about social convention. He didn't care about religious and political norms. I'm going to go over to this sinner. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell her she's a sinner. Wow, that's harsh. Are you kidding me right now? Why would you do that, Lord? Why would you point out my sin? Because you know what? He loves us. God wants to root the sin out of us. He wants to point it out to us if we're not aware of it. He wants to call us out of it if we're too blind or too prideful. He wants the sin out so that the grace can be in, his life can be in. He wants the sin 
out of us, and he loves us enough to reveal the sin to us. See, if he hadn't told her about her previous husbands and about her sin, she might have been thinking, this guy's no this guy's no rabbi, this guy's no prophet, he doesn't, I pulled one over on him, he doesn't even know me. No, Jesus loves her enough not to pretend the sin's not there. Now, there are people in your life who are in sin, who are making really bad decisions, and you might feel tempted to play small. I don't want to call you out of that because, you know, it's none of my business to each their own. Your body's your body. Your thing is your thing. No, actually, Jesus tells us the exact opposite. In the Gospel of Luke, he says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. And when he repents, forgive him. You can judge an action, a sin, without judging a person or their soul. You can judge an action, you know, because we're all sinners. And you can say, you know what? I know in my heart of hearts, I know from scripture, I know from church teaching, I know that that's a sin. And because I love this person so much, I'm going to go over to them and in charity, in love, and in mercy, I'm going to try to call them out of their sin because I care about their soul, because sin is death, right? That's what is so beautiful about Jesus. It says in the second reading that while we were still helpless, God died at the appointed time for the ungodly, that God saw us in our sin, and God said, I would rather die than risk spending eternity without my children, than risk spending eternity without that man or that woman, that boy or that girl. While we were still helpless, what did God do? He drew near and he took our sin on him. This is what we're celebrating this week. That's why sacrifices, no matter how big they are, aren't ever big enough, because no sacrifice we make for a season can ever compare to the sacrifice Christ made for eternity and for all of us. And then the reality of what's happening here is that the minute we stop focusing on all that God did for us on the cross, does for us through the church, and will do for us through eternity, the minute we stop focusing on God's fidelity, his trustworthiness, then all of a sudden we start to make it about us again. We start to make it about us and about all I'm doing for God. And don't, doesn't God deserve, doesn't, doesn't God uh, want to give me a pat on the back? Don't I deserve praise for this? Not really, no. Because no matter what you do, you can never outgive God. The fact that you and I give up something for Lent, offer a sacrifice for Lent, is so beautiful and so minute compared to what God does and who God is for us. My brothers and my sisters, don't fall into the trap this week or this season of focusing on how much it hurts or what you're giving up. Focus instead on all that God has done for you, on who he is, and how he loves you. God bless. For more Catholic content, check out lifeteam.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember to subscribe to this podcast for weekly reflections. God bless. God bless.